Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am going to try not to be long-winded and bore you, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about today's audio. So first off, I wrote it a few months back. It's called uh, A Sissy Abroad, and kind of based a little bit on my own experiences when I went to England. Um, not the uh, cool parts, not, not the feminization parts, but just being there in general and some of the people I met. And um, it was hard to figure out how to do a voiceover because we've got a British accent, we've got an American accent, and we've got an American Southern accent, which is also an American accent, but you know what I mean. So anyway, we've got three different accents going on. And uh, I decided since more characters in the first two books were British than American, it made sense probably to have someone British do it. So... That is where Pamela Harlow comes in. This is her very first audio that she has done for me. I already have two more completely done from her. So um, she's written for us a lot. She just put out another book and, and she's got at least two dozen already in the library. But she's never been a narrator before. And I was very curious to see just how her audio would sound. And... Uh, she uh, really knocks it out of the park. I like it because it's, you know, she's obviously got a British accent, but I think it really does lend itself to this particular story. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it when uh, Pamela records some of her own stories, just because I think narrators tend to be better because, you know, they already kind of know what it's going gonna, gonna to say from their mind because of having written it. So I'm really looking forward to that too. So without further ado, here is Cecilia Broad, written by me and narrated by Pamela Harlow. Cecilia Broad, Part One, by Kylie Gable. I was in my room doing my required reading for class when I heard a loud crash, followed by two thuds and a shout. I recognised the shout as belonging to my housemate Keith but it was coming from the room above me rather than below. At first, I just ignored it, but then, as the sounds of struggle continued, I ran upstairs to see what was going on. Dashing up the stairs, I was completely unprepared for what I saw next. Laying on the floor, pleading for mercy was Keith, but on top of him was our landlady's daughter, Olivia. Her left arm was snaked around Keith's neck, holding him in a very secure headlock while her right arm was twisting Keith's arm behind his back in a way that looked quite painful. Keith was struggling for all he was worth but seemed just as shocked by the turn of events as I was. I was standing in the doorway, slack-jawed, watching things unfold when Olivia turned to me and said, Julie, get the rope out of the bottom of my closet. What? No, demanded Keith. I stood there, unsure of what to do. I don't know either of these people very well. I'd only been in Oxford for three days and this certainly wasn't a situation I was prepared for. Julie, get the rope, repeated Olivia. Clearing my head, I went over to the closet and did as Olivia told me. What surprised me was there wasn't one coil of rope in there, but four. One of them was even pink. I grabbed them all and handed them to Olivia. She smiled at me as if she was silently thanking me and then immediately turned her attention back to Keith. As she wrapped the ropes around his wrists, pinning them behind his back, 
it was clear to me that she knew how to tie somebody up. She pulled him to a kneeling position and then asked for my help, hoisting him into a chair. Up until now, I hadn't really been an active participant and I didn't really want Keith to hate me, so I just stood there as she did it herself. She dumped him into the chair and pushed him back down when he tried to get back up. Soon, she had his arms tied to the back of the chair and his ankles tied to the chair legs. That boy was stuck. Olivia stepped back to admire her handiwork. A predatory smile crossed her face as she looked at Keith, helplessly struggling in front of her. I finally broke the silence. What's going on? Why did you tie him up? I caught this little perv going through my drawers, she replied. I I can explain, said Keith. Really? Go ahead, said Olivia. Well, I thought I heard something in Olivia's room. I just ran in here to make sure everything was all right. Olivia smirked at his ridiculous lie and then slapped him hard across the face. Liar, she spat. Olivia, I yelled. Relax, princess, she said. That just stung. It didn't hurt him. Maybe you should untie him, I said. Not a chance. You know, you might want to check your own underwear. No, muttered Keith. I looked at my classmate and shook my head. His reaction told me all I needed to know. I'm going to teach him a lesson he's never going to forget. You're welcome to help me or you can go back to your studies. I'm not letting him off the hook. I can promise you that. I didn't really want to participate, but I definitely thought Olivia was entitled to her pound of flesh after he had invaded her privacy like that. I just watched what unfolded, out of curiosity, and because I thought that I could make sure that Olivia didn't get too carried away. Both Keith and I were students at Dewpoint. The college had a great programme through Caledonia University in Oxford. Caledonia University wasn't a real college really, but was a way for students from the States to get college credits while spending a semester in England. All through freshman year and the first half of sophomore year, I was waiting for my semester abroad and it was finally here. About 60 students from DuPont were in the programme and we were having the time of our life. The university arranged housing in private houses around the city with host families and we called the people we lived with our landlords or landladies for some reason. I'm not sure why as the university took care of whatever funds they got for hosting us. Keith and I wound up in a great spot. Ros Price was a fascinating woman who had worked in magazine publishing in the UK in a time where few women attained the professional success she had. She lived on Walton Street with her daughter Ophelia and she hosted students every year. She always wanted one boy and one girl. This year, Keith and I were her boarders. Ophelia was 21 and not even two full years older than Keith and I. She was a tall, brunette girl with a great body and a bit of a wild side. Her dark complexion was the result of her Indian father. It was clear that Keith was immediately smitten with her. She was smart enough to be enrolled at Lady Margaret Hall, which is one of the colleges that make up Oxford. Keith was all right. He was a political science major, and although he was involved in the Young Republicans, 
He wasn't one of those guys who talked about nothing but politics. It was a good thing, since he probably wouldn't have found much we agreed on if he broached that subject with me. I think he was actually probably more of a libertarian than anything. His goal for college was pretty clear. He wanted to be rich and he wanted to make real money. There were a lot of guys like that at Dewpoint. Some grew out of it, but others never did. Please let me go, begged Keith. This was all a huge mistake. Keith was so nervous about what Olivia would do that I don't think he realised how lucky he was. If she told her mum that Keith was going through her underwear drawer and that she didn't feel safe, Keith would be kicked out of the study abroad programme and possibly even the college altogether. What are you going to do? I asked. I figure since he was so interested in what my underwear was like, he must secretly want to wear them. I'm going to give the little perv his wish. Olivia grabbed her makeup bag and not too gently began to smooth liquid foundation on his face. He didn't have a five o'clock shadow or much facial hair at all, so it really didn't look odd. You want to play makeover? she asked. I'll just watch, I said. Oh, come on. Boys are so much more fun than dolls. You need to loosen up, she said. I did watch Olivia and eventually I did wind up helping. Olivia had trouble doing eyeliner on somebody other than herself and I thought I did a pretty good job giving Keith wings. In spite of myself, I soon found myself laughing at our prisoner. When his face was done, I suggested to Olivia, are you going to do something with his hair? It's long enough for some cute styles. Not enough time, replied Olivia. I have the perfect rig though, top shelf in the closet. Sure enough, she had a long blonde wig on a wig stand in her closet. It was past shoulder length and had bangs on the front and it was straight. Olivia took the wig from me and placed it on Keith's face using bobby pins to hold it in place. By now he was pouting silently. He had stepped in it big time and he knew it. His thoughts were interrupted by Olivia taking her phone and snapping pictures of his made-up face and wig. This will be a big hit at his university, don't you think? asked Olivia. I didn't know how to answer. I didn't want to ruin this guy and I worried that Olivia was going too far. But since I turned about 12, it seemed like there was a giant game of boys versus girls going on. And for once, it was great to see our side winning and in total control. Keith was no great beauty, but with the wig and full makeup, he did look like a girl. I had to admit it. He began begging and pleading again, and when he saw that this had no effect, he began cursing. That's not very ladylike, said Olivia, grabbing Keith by his chin. I have all I need to humiliate you and make you a laughing stock. If you don't cooperate, I'll use it. What do you want from me? he asked. It seemed he was genuinely frightened. You'll see, she said, as she let go of his face and made her way over to her lingerie drawer. She reached in the back and emerged with a strap-on dildo. It was pink and sparkly. If it was supposed to be a substitute penis, it was the girliest penis I could even imagine. What the... stammered Keith. Open wide, demanded Olivia. No, Keith replied, shaking his head violently from side to side and struggling against his bonds. Olivia calmly stepped forward and began using the dildo to slap him in the face, first one cheek and then the next. 
Finally, almost solemnly, Keith nodded and opened his mouth. Olivia passed me her phone and had me begin taking a video of Keith sucking her dildo. I assumed that she'd want to be out of our little film until she told me to make sure I got her best side. Defeated, Keith began to tear up, but after warning him not to ruin his makeup, Olivia went to work. She was obviously not done with him yet, and she began to assemble an outfit. She grabbed a magenta halter dress with matching heels, stockings, a bra and panties, and threw them on the bed. All right, Keith, she said. Let's see you change. Here? Right here, she said as we worked to untie him. You obviously didn't respect my privacy, so don't expect me to give a fuck about yours. Keith complied, but of course, being a guy, he was rather clueless with what he was doing. The lingerie took him forever to figure out, and he could barely stand in Olivia's shoes, let alone walk in them. Keith saw his reflection in the full-length mirror on Olivia's closet, and he let out an involuntary groan. Okay, tough guy. You're keeping that outfit on all night. I'll make sure you get something to sleep in and a few other things before you go to sleep. My mum will respect your privacy when you get home just so long as you keep the bedroom door closed. You shouldn't have any problems. Do you understand? asked Olivia. You can't do this. This isn't fair, protested Keith. I can't. Do you want to think about that? No, I'm sorry. I'll do what you ask. I didn't ask you a damn thing, sissy. I told you what to do. Now go downstairs and think about what your new sissy name is going to be. Keith took forever to drag himself down the stairs with his heels on. I was worried we were going to break him and then I'd get in trouble for it. As soon as he left, I turned to Olivia. What was that? I asked. Poetic justice? He's not the first yank to do this stuff when staying over here and I'm not about to let him off the hook. If it makes you uncomfortable, don't feel like you have to participate. What are you going to do to him? Nothing too crazy, but I am going to get him in touch with his girly side. He's not too big, is he? He's got those great cheekbones. He'll make a fabulous diva before I'm done with him. I have to admit, doing his makeup while he was helplessly tied to that chair really felt... I don't even know what the word is, I confessed. I think the word you're looking for is powerful. The world always puts women down, but once you realise how much power you really have and you start using it, everything flips on its head. That sissy boy is probably going to be a big shop businessman or politician in 20 years. He'll have everybody quaking in their boots when he walks into the office. Isn't it fun to have him quaking in a pair of heels for a change? Yeah, it is, I agreed. Okay, I'm in. What's next? Well, he's easy to find clothes for. My friends can definitely help. But in the meantime, we need to give him some panties to wear every day. How do you feel about a shopping trip? I'm in. What about bras? No, she shook her head. Not for this. If he's getting all dressed up, he'll have a well-padded bra, but there's no way he can hide one under a t-shirt. Stockings and something girly to sleep in would be nice. Maybe some girls' shorts and t-shirts? Excellent ideas, but unless you've got a big budget, I think we need to stick with the panties, tights and a nighty. Good idea. When I entered Keith's room, he jumped in fright. 
We had no locks on the door, but as Olivia said, her mum would respect our privacy. Still, Keith really didn't want to be seen dressed like a little bitch. I loved watching my once arrogant classmates scurry like a cockroach when somebody turned on the light. What's the matter, Keith? I asked. You're really jumpy. Look how I'm dressed, he replied. You would be too. Olivia's dress is amazing. It really looks good with your colouring too. Get real, he spat. She's crazy. You did rummage through her stuff. Apparently you took my panties too. I'm sorry, I'll give them back. Hold on, he said nervously. Ooh, that's gross. Keep them. I'm sorry. Well, I've got news, I said. I brought you some panties of your own. That was the first time he recognised that I was carrying a shopping bag. I went over to his dresser and removed his boxer shorts. Unlike him creeping around our bedrooms, I was taking his underwear right in front of him. Olivia was right. I felt powerful. Hey, stop! He barked. I can't wear that stuff. Why not? I asked, arching my eyebrow. I'm a guy. I don't want to wear panties. The funny thing is, that's why we love making you wear them. We? You too? Well, Keith, I said, presenting him with a peach-coloured baby doll. You did steal my panties, and besides, I like watching you squirm. I'm not going to... I have no idea what came over me, but I slapped him right across the face. He wasn't expecting it and stumbled backwards. I pushed his shoulders and he landed on top of his bed. He had no balance in those heels and he couldn't resist me. I stood over him imperiously with my hands on my hips. Let's get this straight, girlfriend, I said. You will do whatever we say and you will not question orders. You're getting off very easy in that Olivia isn't reporting you to the university and I can post those pics of you sucking on her dildo all over campus when we get back. I promise you, if you cross us, it won't do you any good. Now you're going to take off your dress and hang it up nicely. Wash off your makeup and put on your baby doll. In the morning, you will be wearing a pair of panties and a pair of tights underneath your boy clothes. I suggest long pants, because the stockings will be pretty obvious under shorts. I'm sure we'll have more instructions for you tomorrow, and you will obey all of them without question. Is that understood? Yeah. Try again, I scolded. It's yes, Miss Julie. Yes, Miss Julie. I walked to the door before looking back at the little sissy. I could see the fear in his eyes, and I was getting so turned on from that alone. Why did this have such an effect on me? I'd never felt anything like it before. Before long, I was lying down on my bed. I ran my hands down my belly. My right forefinger touched my clitoris while the left forefinger went deep inside me. I hadn't felt the need to masturbate like this in years, but soon I was in the throes of ecstasy. I stared at the ceiling and imagined myself in a black leather outfit, clad as a dominatrix, while Keith, dressed in nothing but lingerie and high heels, cowered before me. I knew I was becoming obsessed. The next day at university, I couldn't help but stare at Keith with a big smile on my face. I could see him keeping his distance from his friends, just in case they could somehow see or even sense what he was wearing underneath his regular clothes. Again, it just made me feel even more powerful. I couldn't resist approaching him. I hope you're wearing your proper underwear today, I whispered so only he could hear. I'm wearing those panties, he sulked. And the pantyhose, I added. Yes, of course, I'm doing what you told me to. 
Excellent, I replied. Should I check for myself? No, I swear I did what you told me. Good, I said. Just remember, I could check any time and it would be really bad for you if you were found lacking. I won't be, he swore. Good, my last class will be over by three. What about you? The same, he said. Good, we'll walk back home together. Wait for me by the main entrance. The walk home was pretty quiet. I didn't mind. Keith was usually pretty talkative, but he no longer saw himself as my equal, and that meant words wouldn't be coming as easy on our return trip home. Are you worried about what Olivia has in store for you today? I asked. Yeah, she's crazy. I think she's wonderful, but I think you're right. She's not done with you by a long shot, and I can't wait to see what she does. It turns out I didn't have long to wait. No sooner did we get in than I heard Keith groaning from his bedroom. Olivia had laid out another dress for Keith. This time it was a little black number that I quite fancied myself. She had laid out the whole outfit from shoes to dress to accessories, but even worse for Keith, she had laid out a can of shaving cream and a couple of women's disposable razors. A note instructed him to shave and then put on the clothes that she had left for him. It took Keith nearly an hour to shave himself to her satisfaction. The note also told him to ask me for help with his makeup. I was more than happy to oblige, though I wasn't thrilled with sharing my makeup with him, and resolved that he'd be buying his own cosmetics sooner rather than later. I decided that I would do most of the work, but he would at least learn how to do the lipstick, foundation and blusher. Those were the easiest things to do, and we could move on to the eyes when he'd mastered them. He really was unhappy to be taking an active part in his emasculation, rather than just sitting back and letting me do it to him. Looking good, princess, said Olivia through our doorway. She'd returned home just as Keith and I were finishing up. You're going to be a real stunner before this is all over. Hasn't it gone on long enough, he asked. You really think we bought you all of these girly things so you could wear them for a total of one day? Get real, mocked Olivia. She had a black leather purse with her I didn't notice before and she was now putting all the contents from Keith's pants into the handbag. I don't need a purse, protested Keith. Oh, but you do, said Olivia. We've all been invited to a party and you're the guest of honour. No, I don't want anybody seeing me like this. Well, that's too bad. My amazing friend Amelia is going to be throwing a party in your honour and it would be so rude if you didn't attend. That sounds a lot of fun, I said. Get your ass up now or regret it, warned Olivia. She had a voice that you usually only hear on teachers or mums. It was loud and authoritative, but it wasn't yelling. Instead, it was full of the type of confidence you get when you're so sure of your own power that you don't need to yell. She could do more with a raised eyebrow than most people could do with a ten-minute dressing down. And Keith may not have liked it, but he had no choice but to respect it. Look, I really can't even walk in these things. Can I at least change shoes before going anywhere? begged Keith. And how do you expect to ever master heels if you keep passing on wearing them? asked Olivia. Quit your stalling! I could see that Keith was quite nervous as he stumbled down the stairs in his shoes. It wasn't just the shoes that worried him. He was a cute girl for a guy, but he was definitely a guy. And his only chance to fool anybody was to stand perfectly still 
and not speak even a word. He had a male voice and male mannerisms, and though he liked it that way, it didn't exactly make him conspicuous walking down the streets of Oxford. It was only about four blocks walk across the park and the bakery that sold the most amazing smelling croissants before we arrived at Amelia's flat. I was kind of excited because I'd never met any of Olivia's friends and I really hoped they'd be as cool as she was. How many girls will be there? I asked. Just three, replied Olivia. My friend Amelia is top-notch. You'll love her. Fiona is outrageous and she's like a party wherever she goes. Zoya is the one that Keith needs to worry about. She's a sweetheart, but she can be a bit mean where boys are concerned. What does that mean? asked Keith. It means you better not get on her bad side, I replied. It's like you know her, said Olivia. You're going to learn that sooner or later, princess. You might as well learn it now. The apartment was a third floor walk up in a building that university students had probably been living in since the 1960s. A very attractive girl with a head full of curly red hair opened the door with a huge smile on her face. Hi, Olivia. These must be your American friends. That's them, Fee. Hi, Julie, said the redhead. I'm Fiona. Olivia has told me a lot about you already. I think you're going to fit right in with us. It's nice to meet you, I said sheepishly. You must be Keith, said Fiona, staring at the third member of our party. Give us a twirl. I want to get a good look at you. I could see the humiliation on Keith's face as he turned for her. You're a smasher. We're going to have so much fun with you. Are you going to let them in or do we have to go to the doorway to talk to them? A voice called out from inside the apartment. Fiona showed us in and Olivia introduced Keith and I to Amelia, who looked a lot like a pale blonde version of Olivia. She was cheerful and seemed to smile easily as she looked up from her lager. Sitting on a couch next to her was Zoya. I guessed she was either Indian or Pakistani. All three girls were quite pretty, and I could imagine they'd have a pretty full social calendars if they were enrolled at Dew Point. Zoya offered all of us a drink, and Olivia accepted for all of us. Keith looked like he was desperately hoping that one beer would give him at least a modicum of liquid courage. I'm so glad you could all make it, said Amelia. Quite a sissy you've got there, said Zoya. You always could pick them, Olivia. I didn't really pick this one, said Olivia. I caught him snooping in my underwear. Mm, so, what's her name? asked Fiona. You know, I told her to pick one, but I never checked to see what she came up with. What are we going to call you? I, I don't know, stammered Keith awkwardly. His boy name is Keith. I don't think there's a female equivalent, I added, trying to be helpful. No, it's not like Mike to Michelle, agreed Olivia. Well, let's hear them, doll face, said Amelia. What do you want us to call you? Madison, said Keith, without lifting his eyes from the floor. We all couldn't help but laugh at him, reacting almost as if he was telling us some deep, dark secret. I like that name, said Olivia. I like it for a bezzy, though, not, not for a sissy. Yeah, good first try, but not really flirty or cute enough for a slut like you, agreed Fiona. Keep going, urged Zoya. Then how about Ashley, replied Keith. He's getting the hang of it, clapped Olivia. That's a very pretty name. Not flirty enough, said Fiona. Last chance, sissy. 
come up with something good or will come up with something you'll absolutely hate. Think of something flirty and fun, I suggested. Keith remained quiet for a few seconds as if he was stumped before the name Yasmin burst out of his lips. It was such an odd choice that I really wanted to know where it came from, but it was perfect. Yasmin is perfect for you, exclaimed Olivia. Totally ace, concurred Zoya. Okay, Yasmin, do you know how to curtsy? asked Fiona. No, I don't, replied Keith nervously. Fiona got up from her seat and walked over to the frightened boy. She took the lager from his hand and put it on an end table. He hadn't even had a chance to open it yet. She then demonstrated a prim and proper curtsy. Watch what I do, instructed Fiona. Put your right foot behind your left foot and then bend the knees with one foot forward and keep your body straight when you're doing it. Now you try. Soon Keith had figured it out and was curtsying just as well as Fiona had been. She smiled and turned to Keith saying, I think she's got it. She's a fast learner, assured Olivia. She had better be, smirked Zoya. Now, Yasmin, I want you to curtsy and then introduce yourself to all the girls and tell us how happy you are to be a girl, ordered Fiona. Hello, ladies, said Keith, curtsying. My name is Yasmin and I'm very happy to meet you all. I'm very proud to be a girl. Well, we'll work on it, promised Fiona. Speaking of work, said Zoya, it's time for you to work it, girl. In on Amelia's bed, we've laid out some things for you. Things? asked Keith. Pretty things, continued Zoya. Also, don't interrupt. Anyway, you're going to model them all for us today and the things that look best on you, you'll get to keep. Won't that be fun? Yes, ma'am, said Keith. I didn't teach her that, swore Olivia. That's good, replied Amelia. It shows she's got good instincts. Go get ready, Giselle, teased Fiona. Do you want me to help her get ready? I asked. We want you to enjoy yourself, said Olivia. I think I would really enjoy helping her get ready, I replied. Then go for it, said Amelia. Have fun. I was surprised when I led Keith to Amelia's bedroom because he'd been so cooperative in the parlour and now his whole tune changed. I'm not your little bitch, you know, said Keith. You're not? No, I'm not. Olivia might have something on me, but you don't, replied Keith. You really think so? I know so. Genius, she's already sent me all the pictures. I have plenty on you. You wouldn't dare use it, said Keith. I know you better than that. You don't know me as well as you think you do, I said. Now get dressed. I don't think so. You don't think, I replied. Do you need me to put you over my lap and convince you? I won't let you do that. Do you want me to call the other girls in? If I can't convince you, I'm sure they could, I threatened. No, I'll do it. I'm sorry, but it's too late now. I'm going to have to make sure that you don't question me again or you're going to talk back to me every time I give you an order. What? I didn't know what was coming over me, but I wanted him over my thighs, yelping in pain so badly at that moment. I didn't care what he agreed to. I wasn't going to deny myself the pleasure. There was a blue dress on the bed with a wide black belt that I quickly grabbed and repurposed. I sat on the bed and pointed to my lap. The harder you make this, the more spanks you're going to get, I warned. He cooperated, and I think I learned an important lesson about sissies at that very moment. 
Obedience is wonderful and nobody wants to be questioned or have a sissy act like a brat and whine and complain about every single decision that you make. But having a sissy question you and fight you once in a while is wonderful. You not only get to impose your will, but you also get the thrill of victory while subjecting them to the agony of defeat. Every time you win in that kind of situation, you get just a little bit stronger and every time they lose makes them just a little bit weaker. Keith, or should I say Yasmin, thought we were equals. She very quickly learnt that she was mistaken. She would not make that mistake again. This will hurt you more than it hurts me, I teased while lifting up the back of Yasmin's dress and pulling down her panties. Once her panties were down around her ankles, I pulled him up over my lap. I could feel his erection against me. No, cried out Yasmin, but it was too late. I pulled my right leg over, trapping her legs between mine. Once I had Keith's arm, Yasmin's arm, twisted up behind his back, I felt incredibly powerful and I think he must have felt equally powerless. You need to learn to obey me, I said. It's not going to get any easier for you until you do. I'll never obey you, spat Yasmin. We'll see, I said as I landed my first spanking on Yasmin's tender ass cheeks. Her defiance was only making me swing the belt that much harder. Ow! gasped Yasmin. That was a warm-up, I chuckled. You're not going to last very long if that stung you. Sure enough, by the fourth blow, Yasmin was begging me to stop and by the ninth she was crying. By the time I decided she was done at 25 and dropped her to the floor, she was a blubbering mess. I hope you're happy. Now we have to redo your makeup. Yes, Mistress Julie, whatever you say. Hmm, Mistress Julie, I kind of like that, I said. I pulled Keith together and redid his makeup so that he could be the best Yasmin possible. He didn't seem particularly appreciative, but he also didn't complain about it. It would have been nice to just be able to swap out one dress for another and keep the same makeup, but it wasn't to be. Soon, Keith was gone and Yasmin was totally coming together. I zipped up the blue dress from the bed and discovered it was quite short. Buckling the wide black belt around his waist gave him a much more feminine appearing shape. Okay, go out there and walk sexily. Be sure to pout, let them get a good look at your dress by turning and then come back and I'll help you with the next outfit, I instructed. I can't even walk in these shoes. How am I supposed to walk sexily, he asked. I was tempted to get stern with him, but I realised that it really wasn't impudence, but a serious question. Look, just sway your hips and don't rush. You can at least walk well enough not to fall. Stay loose and you'll be fine. I'm not great in heels myself, I explained. Keith took a deep breath and began to saunter out to the girls in the parlour. They applauded loudly and laughed as well. As I peered out of the bedroom, I could tell they were as ecstatic as I was. One by one, Keith tried on dress after dress and skirt after skirt. There was even some lingerie mixed in with the collection. A lot of the outfits were completely ridiculous on him, but there were four or five dresses that really worked. We took those home with us, as well as a couple of new pairs of heels. Keith sighed when he saw all the new clothes that he'd be getting, until I reminded him that he was going to be wearing dresses one way or another and this way he wouldn't have to keep buying them. We all sat around and drinking more of that lager until after 11. I didn't have enough to get drunk but I was certainly buzzing. Olivia was a bit past that 
and I seriously wondered how Keith would get home as drunk as he was and wearing heels. Finally, it was time to leave. Amelia made the effort to approach me. You made quite an impression tonight. I think you'll fit right in, she said. I did? You sure did, she replied. But how? I asked. All I'd really done is make small talk. We could hear that spanking and everything you told her. You know how to take control of a guy and I pity the sissy who makes the mistake of defying you, interjected Zoya. Yeah, I was worried you'd be a bit of a goody two-shoes, agreed Fiona. You're going to fit right in with us degenerates. Thank you. I had a lot of fun, I said. I walked home with Olivia and Keith flanking me. It was funny to think that Keith was the only one in a dress and heels. He was carrying a bag with a lot more girly outfits too. It had been an amazing couple of days and I knew whatever happened going forward, I would never be the same. My friends love you, said Olivia, turning to me with a big sloppy smile on her face. I think I love them too, I replied. This semester is going to be even better than I thought. To be continued. All right, that was Pamela Harlow reading my story, A Sissy Abroad Part 1. There's actually three parts, which is why you got to listen to so much of it um, if you're on the free podcast. And uh, as I said, she's already recorded all three parts. I have some other audios I'm trying to get in here. I have another Sissy Brenda coming up. And... um, I believe that the DJ has one ready to go. So we have a lot of different audios. I'm going to try to kind of spread them around so you're not listening to the same thing every week. But I do know with like series, it's good to, you know, do the next part while the first part is still kind of fresh in your mind. So anyway, this has been the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I will be back next week. I hope you will be too. Take care. Bye-bye.